So would you say you're primarily a love addict? Or maybe you're a love avoidant? Or maybe you're a mix of both? Or maybe you don't know which one? Or even worse, you've never even heard the terms. Well, if you don't know which one you are, and if you're not actively on a daily basis working recovery on either side of those dynamics, all of those together are the single greatest reason why relationships are failing today. And I'm going to help you put a stop to that. Because if you don't know that every single one of us is either prior... Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Primarily a love addict or a love avoidant, you have no shot, absolutely no shot to have a truly loving, committed relationship that's safe, that's not codependent, that is truly meant on trust, intimacy, and care. And so I'm going to share with you a bunch of videos so you can figure out which side of the dynamic you're on and three books. Two of these books, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not being hyperbolic. If you don't read these two books, I, it's my personal feeling that these two books should be required reading of every adult before they ever go on a single date. If you have never read these two books, your chances of having a truly kind and loving, respectful, connected, trusting relationship are virtually impossible. I'm going to share those with you. But let's get started with describing what is a love addict and love avoidant real quick before we get into that. The first thing is with a love addict, they were primarily abandoned in childhood. Now, abandonment can happen in many ways. Something simple, like for me, my younger brother was born less than a year after I was born. Well, boom. It takes about the first two, three years for a child. They need that deep attachment. Well, mine got severed right there, attachment wound. Then my mother's drinking, boom, attachment. She wasn't present for me. My father's avoidance and distance and working all the time. Attachment wounds, right there, simple stuff. If there's a divorce in the home, if someone's an addict, these are all loss of attachment. Not because our parent is bad. I mean, there are those parents that, you know, truly hurt a child, but these are just life situations. Boom, attachment wounds. What creates the avoidant is the opposite, enmeshment. Now, what how this gets created is think of an umbilical cord, all right? The umbilical cord is meant to feed the child, right? Well, in an enmeshed dynamic, what happens is the adult sucks the emotional life out of the child to feed them. Now, in many cases, they don't do this consciously. It's because we've never taught about love addiction, love avoidance, codependence, all these dynamics so parents don't know that they're being perfectly imperfect and sucking the emotional life out of their child. This happens in divorce dynamics. A mom or dad will make their child their basic emotional boyfriend or girlfriend. They will get them to care for them. They, they, um, a mother or father has to work too much. And so the child becomes a parent too early. And so what basically what you're looking for is here's a child who had to emotionally take care of a parent in some fashion. 
They're the avoidant. Now, you may not recognize that in your own childhood right now because you're early in the process, but when you do the work, you'll see that you got loved in a way that's overloving, it's smothering, and that's why you're avoidant. So, to help you diagnose and work through some of these attachment wounds, I have two videos for you. One is titled, How to Heal the Lack of Attachment. That will really help you if you're on the love addict side. Also, a second video called The Wounded Inner Child. This will help you... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. See that in yourself and how the wounds came about. Now, both of those videos are also critical for the avoidant. Because while the avoidant, it looks like they were loved, they, you know, they tend to be the favorite too. And that smothering feels very empowering. But do you see what happens when a parent loves a child too much like that and sucks the emotional life out of them? They get abandoned. No one's there to care for them. And that's why they struggle with intimacy. They never got it. And so they're going to want to watch those two videos as well. If you find you identify with the avoidant. Two other um, videos I have specifically for you. One is titled, What is Emotional Enmeshment? This will really help you see if you're an avoidant. And then, How to Heal from Enmeshment. Both of those videos will really help you understand this avoidance side. So, what are the main characteristics of the two? Well, the addict, their primary, their conscious fear is abandonment because they suffered it. Don't leave me. Okay, and so they cl they're clingy and they'll do anything you want, right? So that's their, because they don't want to be abandoned. So their primary conscious fear is abandonment. Their subconscious fear, what they're not aware of, is intimacy. They actually don't want to get close, even though they're professing they want to be close. For the avoidant, it's the polar opposite. Their conscious fear is intimacy. Because they were enmeshed with, they had the life sucked out of them. They don't want to get close. So they put up distancing techniques all over the place. These, many people mischaracterize these as narcissists, okay? Now, their subconscious fear, what they're not aware of, is abandonment. Remember what I said? They, even though they were made the favorite or, you know, they got put in this power position of, you know, the parent loving them so much. Well, in the process of that happening... They were abandoned, and that's why that's their subconscious fear. So, here's what happens. You ever hear those phrases, opposites attract? Bingo! Love addict, love avoidant. What about, you ever notice people will say, well, we just fit great. When he's up and I'm down, and our timing is perfect, and, and when I'm up, he's down, we always balance each other out. What that is, is love addict, love avoidant. What you have here is a dynamic where one is always walking away from the other. You notice that? You start dating somebody, everything's great. You're totally in tune, and then all of a sudden, you start ending up like this. There's this distance, and you constantly chase. And then for a minute, they turn back. There's a big fight. There's a great event, something. There's connection, and then boom, 
turn away. Isn't that every relationship, this constant chaos, horrific chaos? And see, this is what's, why this is so groundbreaking that you know how this dynamic works and why it's the reason relationships fail is because people don't know about this, is that is so toxic. Do you see how it's, it's all filled with intensity and it's constant abandonment and uncertainty and back and forth? And so this is why many people now are calling everybody a narcissist. Well, that's not narcissism. That's toxic love addiction and codependence. But people don't know about this dynamic. And so unless you're fully aware of the love addict, love avoidant dynamic, your chances of a successful relationship are virtually impossible. And now we get to the two books. And I'm dead serious. If you care anything about having a loving relationship, even if you're in one and you think your marriage is good and fine, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply is not anywhere close to where it could be until you learn this information. This book by Pia Melody, Facing Love Addiction, this should be required reading before anybody ever goes on a single date. This is where you're going to learn about the deep intricacies of love addiction and love avoidance. You're going to see that you are, well, you're going to find out one of three things, that you're primarily an addict you're primarily an avoidant, or you bounce between roles. I bounce. What I, when I first found out about this, I thought I was just a love addict. Literally, it was about 10 years later. I was, I've read this book probably 200 times because it is so profound. And in that 100th time I read it, I started to read and I went, oh my God, it hit me. And this is what the avoidant does. What I realized is I start relationships as the avoidant, and that's why women would get attracted to me. And then once I was certain they cared about me, I would drop my wall and I'd become the addict. I'd open up my soul to them, tell them everything. I was finally present. Well, the second I did that, boom, they'd run. That's the addict avoidant dance. All right. And so what I didn't realize is I was primarily picking severe love avoidance. But because I was the challenge of the avoidant, they chased me. Well, the second I gave in, they were gone and they're abusive. And so in many cases, there's narcissism involved. Like I've married narcissists, but most of the women I've dated are severe um, avoidance. I was always attracted to that. All right. Once I figured that out, my life totally changed. All right. And in, if you don't know this, like now I can look at dating. I literally, I teach clients. I can look at dating profiles, look at pictures and go avoidant, addict, bingo, just by their hobbies and interests. Like I have studied this so thoroughly. This is so critical to understand in the relationship dynamics. We, you need to know this information. It's that critical to having a trusting relationship. Now, what you're gonna find is once you read that, you're gonna realize, man, 
we are all codependent. And so this is the second book that's a must read and we should not be allowed on a date until we've read it. Facing Codependence by Pia Melody. Her work on codependence and love addiction in all the research I've done doesn't mean there isn't something out there. But in my research, she is the best. She should be sainted and anointed. Those will save you and you will make sense. Like when I first, when I finally read her stuff, it was like, well, no wonder. I'm not crazy. Now I understand why I couldn't keep women or why I was attracted to a certain type and all of this. And here's the beauty of it. Here's what you realize. We are all perfectly imperfect. We are all primarily either the love addict or love avoidant. And so what you're going to discover is this idea that there's a perfect partner is complete baloney. It's all fantasy. It's Hollywood. None of it's true. But what you do recognize is, wow, which side of the brokenness do I work best with? Like for me, man, love avoidance are really sexy and really flirty, but they run. They dangle, they, they dangle all of this stuff in front of you and pull it away. Love addicts don't do that. Now, love addicts will smother you, and that scares me and overwhelms me. But the different, the, here's the key difference. A love addict will go to a counselor. A love addict will go to a coach. A love addict will take a course. They, because remember what their primary fear is? Abandonment. They will do the work. They will do anything. Just don't leave me. Avoidance. Well, I won't mess with avoidance anymore. I, I can't, the love addict in me can't survive the abandonment. It's too crushing. I just don't have enough recovery to handle how they avoid and they abandon. It's too much for me. And that's the beauty. See, now I know going in, I know exactly what sort of perfectly imperfect dysfunction I will work best with. And based on my level of recovery right now, where I am is the best bet for me is someone who is more on the love addict scale and very low on the avoidance scale. And that's what you'll be able to do too. You'll stop looking for this Prince Charming or Princess Charming. You'll get into reality and you'll be able to see right away, okay, they're more avoidant, more addict. Yep. Which one do I work best with based on my current state of recovery? This. I'll pursue that. Man, I tell you, if people had this information, if this was like we were all working on this as a society, man, there'd be love everywhere, okay? Now, the next step, the final step in this is going deep underneath that. And that's my book, Your Journey to Success. Because underneath all of this is the worst day cycle. Because we were abandoned and because we were enmeshed, we're repeating the cycle. We learn about relationship in relationship, right? So our adult relationships are just a mirror of what we went through as a child. And until we face and address that, we're just going to repeat it. And this is what's fascinating. I'm just shocked, always shocked that people don't think they need to learn about this stuff or hire a professional like myself, to help them teach it about this. But how long did it take us to write a one-page essay 
Think about it. It took us 12 years. We had to learn the alphabet. Then we had to learn to spell. Then we had to learn sentences. Then we had to learn sentence structure and then paragraphs and then story and outline. It took us about 12 years to write a good one-page essay. And yet we come out of childhood total dysfunction in our relationships because our parents, and yet we think, we wonder why we can't find a loving relationship. Like, my God. So all we're doing is we're out there trying. It's like we're 20 years old or, you know, 12, 14, 20, 30, 50 years old, and it's your third marriage. Well, that's only your third, your third relationship. Is there anything in your life after three you've been able to figure out? Now, I'm not advocating we need 30,000 marriages each. I'm just saying the amount of practice and, and the amount of study it goes in that needs to go into developing a healthy relationship is astronomical. I know that's overwhelming. You know, oh, I don't want that much work. It should be easy. Oh, my God. Talk about a love addict fantasy. That relationship should be easy. <laughs> that's hysterical. That's not love. Is anything in life easy? No, it's not. That's a child. A child believes in that fantasy, that love is easy and my partner should have my back. When you get into reality, when you face your codependence, when you discover if you're a love addict or love avoidant, and you start dealing with and healing the pain from the past that you've minimized, suppressed, and repressed, you get into truth that this is hard work and we all have a lot of recovery in front of us and that we need as a society to stop belittling this and start making it our priority. Now, if you like this kind of content, please subscribe. And if you know somebody who's struggling with these dynamics, please share this video with them so that they can get the answer to relationships and get reading the books that will help them recover. And as I always say, enjoy the journey.